At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. It's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm joined by Ross Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to talk about the world of investment from a UK perspective. Ross, where do we want to concentrate today? Dividends, shall we? I've got a quarterly job for my lovely employer. Right. I do me, and I'm not being facetious. It's not a lovely job, but it is a lovely employer. And it's updating an earnings model that I run for the FTSE 100 that covers earnings growth and dividend growth and, and, and yes. so on. And it, it's, it's a major job. But it's, it's, you it's, showed it's, me the spreadsheet. Good, I can believe yeah, that. There you go. It's yes. a good discipline just to sit and actually look at the numbers because in the end, much as stock markets love narrative and we love narrative, in the end, financial returns are about numbers uh, and that's right. So it's a good discipline to do this. And I think the first number that jumped out at me is that dividend forecasts for the FTSE 100 in aggregate have dropped by 10% over the last 12 months for 2023 and 2024. So that's the bad news. Dropped and by I how guess much, sorry? 10%. Wow. It's about £7 billion, £8 billion. And, I, and I, that's mainly down to banks and miners. Um, and I guess that reflects, you know, the, the, the recession chatter that we've been discussing for over a year as to whether that hammer's going to fall or not now in, 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 in 2024. Yeah. I guess that, therefore, informs the yield on the index. Because the index hasn't is actually flat. The market cap's unchanged at £2 trillion. So the yield is 3.9% forecast for 23, because we haven't got all the numbers yet, and 4.2% for 2024. When interest rates were zero, mm. that looked pretty tasty, right? But now you've got a 5.25% base rate on cash, if you can get it, a two-year gilt yield at 4.5, and a 10-year gilt yield at 4, coupons tax-free. That's quite a lot of competition. Now, clearly, you can put your dividends in your tax wrappers and protect them from the ravages of the tax man and everything else. But nevertheless, that's a pretty compelling case, you could argue, for gilts, providing you think that inflation will maintain its trajectory down from 4.6%. And obviously, share prices will offer you greater potential for capital appreciation than, than, than gilts would. So that's the discussion that you've got to have with yourself as part of building a diversified portfolio. So from, from a yield perspective, the FTSE 100 is still an attractive index. It's got more competition from other asset classes. It also has something else going for it, which is buybacks, about 2.5% cash yield from buybacks this year, nearly a record of about £58 billion. And then some special dividends are going to chuck in about another third of a percent. So the kind of cash yield, ordinary dividends plus special dividends plus buybacks, that's going to be about 6.9% on the FTSE 100 this year. Not bad at all. Tricky bit, of course, for a retail investor is getting involved in the buybacks because they tend to be done through the institutions for reasons of of need, speed and greed. Yeah. 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 So that's so that's. But again, we all know there's lots of London knocking copy. You've got two looking to go to Frankfurt and all these other things that have been happening and happening in the past week. And this new life, non-life insurer that's looking to court in New York, not London, even though you've got Beasley, Hiscox and and, and Lancashire and Chesnara here. So London still under pressure in that respect. 
it still appeals as an income investors market, but you obviously also have to know what's in there. And let me have a think about, I think it's about 20 companies generate about 55% of the dividend yield and about three quarters of the dividend growth. And again, they're generally miners, banks, yeah. non-life insurers. So you've got to know if you, if you're involved with the London market via a tracker, you've got to know what's under the bonnet yes. as well in terms of the, yeah. the, the, comp- the, the competition. Let's pause for a moment and I ask you some incisive questions about all this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. I'm in discussion with Russ Mould about the financial outlook for personal investors. Um, Russ, you were talking about how now the interest rates have gone up. There are far more um, competitive places for investors to put money other than just um, equities. Um, but on the other hand, presumably, we are thinking that many companies will go on growing so that the the yield you get now is not the yield you're going to get in the future. Yep. If you buy most conventional gilts, you, you know what you're going to get every year. Uh, all the time. You hope, of course, that these companies will find a way to grow and that, you know, 10 years ago, a company you may have bought on a 3% yield on your original state may be giving something far, far bigger now. Two really good points there. Um, one, base rates aren't likely to stay at five and a quarter percent forever either. So that's one other thing to bear in mind. The market is now pricing in four rate cuts for next year down to four mm. and a quarter percent. So that's one thing to bear in mind. The second one, as you said, is the fact that fixed income means fixed income. The coupons are going to stay unchanged. The UK won't default, but it certainly isn't going to increase those coupons on an instrument it's already offered. That's the whole point. And thirdly, yes, companies can grow their dividends. And there is, on the face of it, 8% dividend growth penciled in for 2024, 7% for 2025. And there are 15 or 16 companies in the FTSE 100 who have grown their dividend every year for at least a decade. And yeah, then then so you look you look back then and the yields you were paying you were getting ten years. If you had today's dividend, yes, on the share price of ten years ago, you'd be getting a yield of seven, eight, nine, ten percent, which would be absolutely happy days yes. with, with with a capital gain as well. Because as you correctly say, the, the rising dividend will just logically drag the share price higher. It almost yes. mathematically, almost mathematically, has to. There are exceptions. British American tobacco, ladies and gentlemen. But mm. you know, th- th- those are very rare exceptions. And generally speaking, that mass will prove extremely powerful. So that is, again, something else to think about. The other good news is your dividend cover is about 2.2 times across the index as a whole. Between 2013 and 2014 and 2021, cover was always below two. Too thin. Because, you know, two times and above is gives you a bit of rainy day yes. bumps just yeah, in yeah. case something goes wrong. Now, you can't just rely on that number. You need to look at the cash flow. You need to look at the balance sheet. You need to look at probably average earnings over a cycle for a cyclical company to make sure you've got, again, that that little bit of slack Mm. in the system. But nevertheless, that is encouraging. Now, if you're really looking to be yield greedy, there are three companies offering you more than a 10% dividend yield. Vodafone, Mm. Phoenix, and British American Tobacco. Phoenix, I think I can understand because easily because it's a it's a closed end 
you know, life insurance, it's hoovering up closed pension funds. It is really a, a, a cash machine and it's not going to grow very much. Vodafone and British American Tobacco, clearly the market is saying we're demanding a very high yield because we're not confident about the growth prospects at all. And in the, yes. they've both got lots of debt for good measure. So to compensate itself for the extra risk that they perceive, that's why the high yields are being demanded. A final rule of thumb to bear in mind is the old one we've discussed before. Any dividend yield that's more than twice the 10-year gilt yield, the risk-free rate, make sure you do your homework. Yes. Now, with the 10-year gilt yield at 4%, there's only seven companies that currently exceed that. Vodafone, British American Tobacco, Phoenix, M&G, Legal and General, Imperial Brands, and St. James's Place. So you can decide for yourself whether you think those models are those models are broken, which I, I don't think is the case by in many means. I mean, clearly the market is worrying about tobacco as a volume-challenged industry, for mm. example. There's regulatory blowback at St. James's Place. We know that fund management's a tough place to be, but it's still a, they're still cash-generated businesses. But that's another rule, just to bear in mind, in conjunction with earnings cover, cash flow cover, balance sheet, dividend. But the UK, on the face of it, still, if you're a yield, income-oriented investor, and I appreciate it's not been desperately fashionable for quite a long time, and that growth mm. momentum are currently seen as king, there's still enough to keep you interested, I think. One last question, because we're really running out of time. But you talked earlier um about how the market was still cheap relative to other markets. I mean, companies are being bought out by foreign investors. Yeah. So clearly, they like to buy the companies completely. They don't seem to want to invest in the market. Yeah, and, and I think what's interesting is that the, the dissonance between what boardrooms are telling us through dividends and buybacks and what the share price is telling us is really, really, somebody's going to be proven horribly wrong. Um, yeah. And I think the fact we've seen today, you know, smart metering systems and AIM taking over a big premium, 10 Entertainment taking yes. over a big premium yeah. this week. You know, you are seeing financial buyers or trade buyers admittedly more among the small and mid caps than the megas but standard charter drew a nibble early on this year that mm. was rebuffed people do generally think that there's value in uk assets particularly if they're an overseas investor because the pound is still below where it was in 2016 at the time of the brexit vote you're, you're just slightly struggling for a a broader market catalyst because the market is so exposed to banks oils miners yes. very seem very cyclical the economic outlook is murky and we do have a general election coming up and although you haven't got and this is not a statement of political preference. The market just didn't like the idea of Jeremy Corbyn coming in. Yes, yes, yes. It seems a lot more relaxed about Starmer and Reeves, but it's still not sure. Having said that, the other lot haven't necessarily covered themselves in glory for a while, as Liz Truss and Quasi Crazy Quasi proved last year. So it's it's probably not quite the, the bifurcated choice that they felt they had the, the time before but between Mr. Johnson and Mr. Corbyn. Mm. Russ, thank you very much indeed. That's Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We'll be talking about the financial outlook for personal investors at the same time next week. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.